welcome back to the Let's Talk Football podcast. And it's been a while since I've said that. <laughs> yeah, man. So, four months. It's here. Nearly about four months. What September, October? It's been nearly four months. Four Start months. of August, I believe we recorded one. So that's basically like three months and a quarter. In a, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm buzzing that we, we can finally bring it back. We both had um, issues with finding time. You've had issues with your mic. Everything's been going on, but. Yeah, I am yeah. really, I'm really glad that we can all get get back to what what we've been doing, and I hope we do it more regularly yeah. than every three months now, every four months. So um, hopefully yeah. there will be more of this to come. Yeah, hopefully they will. So where should we start? Um, well, as as they can probably see by the title, we're going to be talking about the the Premier League, the Champions League. They're the main two um, subjects we have got today. But um, just talk about the Premier League. Start off with the Champions. I love saying that. I can't get enough of saying that. The Premier League champions, Liverpool Football Club. It feels oh. so good to be able to say that. But <laughs> we are in a bit of trouble. Um, Liverpool are in a bit of trouble at the minute, I must I must admit. I think everyone knows that with the injuries going on. Yeah, most of your team's injured. Well, yeah. Do you want me to read you out the list? Or... <laughs> so we've got, we've got Van Dijk injured. Joe Gomez injured, Alex Oxley Chamberlain injured. We've got Reese Williams injured, Trent Alexander Arnold is injured, Thiago and Fabinho are still recovering from injury. I'm not sure whether they'll be back for Sunday or not. Um, but that that's a big list. That is a significant like hit. Now, say if City were to go on a run of form. Uh, and you didn't have some of like some players uh, in your defence that are significant. That could t- that this this injury list could cost you the title, in my opinion. I think it could potentially. It depends on how everyone reacts. I think the the game that we've got coming up against Leicester is a massive test of um of Liverpool. Yeah, but Leicester. Or- Leicester have some of their players uh, injured too. So sure, but I'd, I'd say they've probably still got less. Pereira is actually. I've heard rumours that Pereira could be making his return on on Sunday after about what eight months. I I, I nearly forgot he existed. Even though he's one of the best right backs in the entire league, but um, honestly, I think the City have issues with injuries as well. I think is Laporte out or is he back now? I don't know, but he's got legs made of chocolate. The Bruyne is always injured. Aguero's always injured. They're, 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 they're three best players are very, very injury-prone. If those three can stay fit while we've got all these injuries, then it will be a worry for Liverpool. But the City have their own injury problems all the time. Yeah. You'd be you'd be playing catch-up catch up to City if uh, if they managed to go on a run of form with them players fit and and firing. They've had their own issues, though, even, even with... Um, I know they've had some injuries, but they've still been dropping. I know we've dropped silly points, but they've been dropping points to the likes of what Leeds, West Ham. While they're they're solid teams, they're not they're not teams that you think yeah they should be taking points off of Man City. Listen, I'll tell you what though, West Ham though they they're a very good in my opinion they're a very good team at the minute under David Moyes. I think this is personally in my opinion this is his second best job. Uh, you know his best job being Everton, but this is his second best. My favorite, my favorite job was the one he did at Man United. 
no, no, he has done, he has done all right. I think, um, I think this is his level. To be honest, I don't think he's he's cut out for. I don't think he's cut out for managing a team like United. I think really for for what West Ham are, they are. I think they should be maybe doing a bit better than they are, but they're not. They're not in a relegation battle anymore, as as it stands, which which is okay. As, as long as they get mid table, then I don't see I don't see Moise's job being under massive threat unless someone better comes along. I think Moise is he, he's he's okay. He's not he's not an amazing manager. He's not a bad manager. He, he's not bad. He's just he was out of his depth at United really, but yeah. West Ham they have some they have some talented players. I must admit, um, like Fabianski. Um, Halle, Antonio, he's been on fire. Um, Suche, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah, they've got a, they're, they're a very defensive team. They can be um, quite boring to watch. I must I must admit as, as much as I don't like him, that Declan Rice is a talent. Uh, they've, they've they've just got a solid team. They've not got anyone that sticks out as like a top player, but all around really they've got they've got an alright mid table team with with a few players that. And maybe both mid table quality, like you like of your Fabianskis and your and your Sushek's. So do you remember by any chance Felipe Anderson where he had that amazing season with West Ham? Is he, scored is he still at West Ham? I think he's, he's I think he's went to Porto, but I don't know if it's on loan or a permanent transfer. Right, but, so I'll Google that. Another I nearly forgot. I think he's so underrated. Ben Rama, he's sick. But um ben. say Ben Rama. I know we don't. We haven't really seen much of him in the Premier League, but I think he's really good. I think he he can make it in the Premier League. He's on loan to Porto, by the way. Felipe Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just saying. I was googling it, but Felipe Anderson is on loan. I'm just saying that I forgot Ben Rama, and I've been saying for a while he's one of the most underrated players in the, in the entire league. Listen, listen, you know better than me. I'm a massive I'm a massive fan of the EFL, all three EFL leagues. You know, if it's on TV, I'll watch it and. Last year, I was watching a lot of Ben Rama for Brentford, and he was unreal, like absolutely unreal. He was. I'm, I remember. I think I don't know what team it was until he brought out a rainbow flick, and uh, yeah, he just he's just skillful and on the ball. He, he's amazing to watch too. Yeah, and I feel like he's going to absolutely like fight a lot of West Ham fans. Yeah, he's got just his all round game. Is quite good. I think he's got. He's fast. He can shoot. He's got an excellent dribbling. He can. He can create plays. He's got. He's good off his. Um, he's good off his weak foot as well. He's good with that left foot of his. And he, obviously, as, as you know, he's skillful as well. So he's got. He's good all around. Um, winger, and I think he will do very well. I also feel. I also feel West Ham. Will... We're very lucky to get Ben Rama because a lot of top clubs would have uh, been in for him. And, oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I feel as though if he wants the, the regular playing time, I think he needs to make his name at somewhere like West Ham. I feel as though he's good, but he's not good enough to walk into um, someone like a Tottenham, an Arsenal, a Man United and go, I'm start. I'm going to be starting a lot of games. I think if he wants the play time, he has to go to a mid-table team, carve a name out for himself. And then he can he can go and he can maybe start thinking about a bigger move after that. It only takes it only takes one game for, for a manager to say, you know what, you're actually really really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna start you, you know, next week and see how you do. And if yeah. he does 
the next week and then you know week on week in week out and he keeps doing it then you know yeah. it's gonna be hard for that player's you know rival to get back into the team yeah I feel as though we, although Ben Armour hasn't really been starting many games I feel as though that's just more more a case of him settling in settling in with the squad and um, I think it will be a matter of time before he is starting a lot of games and he, he's He's doing well in the Premier League, and he and he, and he helps West Ham. Oh, quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, who West Ham got this this um, weekend? I'm just gonna have a quick look at that. They have got Sheffield United the way. Uh, but um, talk about Sheffield United now. They had an exceptional season last season, as we know. Exceptional. Like. Yeah. I like to see them do well. They've got excellent, excellent Irish talent. The likes of Ender Stevens, John Egan, uh, David McGoldrick, devastatingly retired. Well, in. but they have got talent. But at the same time, they've not got anyone that sticks out to start. I feel as though their star player was Dean Henderson, and he he was he helped them a lot. And I'm not saying Ramsdale's a bad player. But he's not Dean Henderson level, and Egan's not being up to his usual standard. Stevens is maybe starting to drop off a bit. Because I, I was well in the camp there, based off last season. John Egan deserved to be in the, in the Premier League team of the season. He was unreal last season, and he was a massive reason why Sheffield United managed to finish in that in that um, top ten spot. Because honestly, I said it before, not not this season, the last season. I said Sheffield United are going to finish 19th, 20th, something like that. About as much chance of staying up as my granddad's knob after 10 pints of whiskey. But they actually managed to finish top 10. Listen, I, I, just, I just feel they're in massive trouble, especially if they lose the next five games. They're down. They are, they're down, in my opinion. But, I hate to say it because I love Sheffield United. I love the fans and I love their stadium. I love I love lots of the players that play there, but I, their time's up in the Premier League. They haven't spent enough money to to keep themselves in the Prem. Well, they spent so big on they spent big on Brewster, but I feel as though that was a massive gamble um, for them to spend all that. I'm sure I'm sure that and Pardew didn't he get him from Chelsea? He, he's on a on a permanent. Yeah. Um, and I, I I know they've got they've got some good. Good players. They've got um, solid midfield. You know, Sander Beige, Norwood, Fleck, Lundstrom. I just it's goals that seem to be Sheffield United's problem even last season. But the, the, the defense was so solid. But now they've they've shipped fourteen goals in eight games, and I think that that was all. Dean Henderson left, and then the house of cards started to fall for them. Dean, um, not not Dean, Chris Wilder, exceptional manager, but he needs to do something. He needs to get these lads fired up. He needs to be getting results against West Ham uh, the next week. I'm sure after that they've got West Brom. They need to be getting results and fast. I just listen, Brewster. You know, yes, yes, he did well in the championship. But there's questions on him now. Can he make the step up to the Premier League? And personally, I'd like to think so. But he's still a young lad. You know, there's a lot of pressure on a young on a young man to actually get into the team and score, you know, 10 goals a season. I feel, I feel as though they have 
Sheffield United thing with their strikers is they've got a lot of depth in that position, but they've got no one that really stands out as the starting two. Like, there's about five players that you can make an argument for that should be starting. There's uh, McGoldrick, McBurney, Brewster, Moussa, Billy Sharp. They're, they're them five. And they, and they play with a 5-3-2, so they only play with two strikers, yet they've got five that are, are probably in, in the run to be starting. I'd be starting personally. Uh, I feel as though Billy Sharp is, t- is time starting to run out, to be honest. I know he's a club legend, but I feel as though <laughs> he should be maybe moving him on. I think he's championship quality. The rest of them are. Uh, I think Moussa is, um, is... I think he can make the step up, but it's all if he applies himself. He's got the talent. It's just the case of whether he applies himself. No. Moussa, I think he scored. I think he scored eight goals last season, which is not bad. But he didn't even get that much game game time. A lot of the time, it was McGoldrick and McBurney starting. Yeah, I personally, uh, I'd start uh, McGoldrick and uh, Moussa. Mm, it's it's a tough one personally. As as a, obviously as a Liverpool supporter, I'm going to want to turn around and say they should be starting Brewster, but I don't I don't think that's necessarily true. I feel as though Moussa. And McGoldrick, yeah. But McBurney, though, that's it's so it depends what you want from you. You should like McGoldrick will create space for Moose. I feel as though um, he'll be able to take advantage of that more than McBurney. But McBurney is also a very, um, you know, a talented player in, in his own right. But I feel as though Moose and McGoldrick could be the main two. McBurney, though, and, and Bruce, they should be into that rotation quite a lot. Yeah, so if, if something's not working, then you, you can switch out. They've got the options. They've just got no one that stands out as like. Because there's about, as I say, there's about four or five strikers that I could turn. Someone could turn around and argue, a Sheffield United's best striker. They, they do. They do have a lot of depth in that position, but you've got. Is it Jack O'Connell? His name, a centre back who played very well for Sheffield United. Um, I think, I think that's it. Yeah, O'Connell. O'Connell, yeah. I think he's at the minute with an injury, which, you know, people can turn around and say, well, yeah, one of their best defenders is out. But that's not the case. You, If, you, if you're if you getting an opportunity in the first team and you're a defender, you've got to prove yourself. And, you know, a lot of pressure, you've got to, you've got to prove yourself. Yeah, they've got... I know Egan's probably the, um, the main man. They, play, they do play with three centre-backs. They've got Basham. They've got um they've got Alan Pardew, they've signed him, maybe he's a bit um bit young to be maybe thrown into the scene, but he's he's there for the future. Um they've got they've got Jack Lee and Rodwell. I I don't know why. I don't know how he's a Premier League footballer. Phil Jagielka, he's another one that they've got. Even though he's about as old as my granddad. Surprised he's not dead yet. He's that old. Christ above. But they've got the thing is with Sheffield United, they've got death everywhere, but they've not got anyone that like Sticks out as as a top talent. They've got, they've probably got like twenty two different at around that team's level. But they've not got a star player. Fair enough, I guess. But yeah, as I say, Sheffield United, I feel they're in massive trouble. Massive, massive trouble. You know, outside, I think could be going down. Who? Yeah, I think they'll might just about survive. But I've got a, I've got a feeling. I don't know. They've got a game in hand, but Burnley could be going down. I think I think the the style of play as the game is being modernised, it's starting to work less and less. Well, the thing is about Burnley. Uh, half their squad has uh, literally gone. 
I don't know where it's gone because I, I looked at a uh, Burnley starting eleven, you know, because I, I watched them uh, uh, one night and you probably watch Burnley. Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Like I love football, right? But I don't even think I would would willingly sit down and watch Burnley unless they were playing. It, it was Burnley versus Leicester, to be fair. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I I understand that. How long ago was this? Uh, a few weeks, few weeks back, and uh, wasn't. Oh, do you mean the one where the four two where Leicester won? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their team. That, that was actually a decent game. I didn't watch it, but I heard that it was a decent game. Burnley's team. I think they had they had some youngsters on the pitch, and they had that Dale Stevens in midfield. Dale Stevens. What's he still doing in the Premier League? Tell me that now. I mean, who else have they got? Have they really got any? Best? I mean, look. If you look at the team again, they've got they've got unlike um, Sheffield United, they've got an obvious star player, Nick Pope. Should be starting for England, really. Quality, quality keeper. I think. I mean, maybe he does get. I'd say he's a bit overrated, but he is still clearly the best player that they Burnley have. I feel. I feel. You know, I feel he's a. I feel Nick Pope. He's a. Kind of, kind of unlucky not to get a move to a big club in the summer. I feel, I feel as though if you're a, if you're a goalkeeper, it's one of them where if you're a quality keeper, you will have a hard time moving. Like, because think about it, if if you're a, a, a top quality keeper, every position needs depth and will get playing time. Usually, like centre backs, there's always at least two on the pitch. There's always um full backs will need rotating. They get tired. They do a lot of running. You always need like a good four to five midfielders in your team, maybe even six. Depends what formation you play. You always need good width players. You need good depth and strikers. But unless a keeper gets injured or, or there's a cup game, he doesn't tend to get dropped. So teams only really need one keeper. So for the likes of Nick Pope, where, where has he got to go? Well, this is what I was going to say. So, you know where the word Mendy? Yeah. I feel, I feel, you know, his move to Chelsea was just, just, not very, you know, not very justified because I feel you could go out and get Nick Pope, uh, you know, instead of Edouard Mendy. Mm. Nick Pope, he's a better player than Edouard Mendy. I'd, I'd, I'd say, but it does. How old's Mendy? I think he's a bit younger, isn't he? And that's what the, why they were after him because of his. I'll, I'll, I'm going to check how old Eduardo uh, Mendy is now. I think I think he's 26, 27. He is. No, he's the same age as Pope. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I, I agree that Pope's the better player. But um, I think it's a case of, in football, you probably, you, as, as everyone probably knows, there's a thing called English tax. If you're an English football player, you will you will go for a ridiculous price, usually. Like, look at Harry Maguire. In, in no world is he worth £85 million. Pounds. Because he's English, he had a good World Cup. English tax meant that you know, he's allowed to pay out that much for him. It's why I, I know he's a very good player. Jaden Sancho, it's why they're trying to charge United 120 for him. It's why all the English players go for ridiculous prices. Chelsea probably thought, swerve that. And I don't blame them. I think I think Burnley as well, knowing how good Pope is, would ask for something ridiculous. I don't know Chelsea have money, but they, they'd already spent a lot that, that, um, that summer. Jaden Sancho, yeah. Listen, he's well worth 120 million. Oh, I, I'm not. I'd say he he's a, he's worth around that price for his his potential. Maybe, maybe a bit. 
But I mean, still, I feel as though if he was if he was German, he wouldn't be going for that much. No, but feel, listen, Jaden Sancho is an absolute insane player. He is. I don't so, disagree. So, I don't disagree with you. He, he's probably probably the best. In my opinion, one of the best England youngsters to, to come out in ages. To be fair. I think well, he's another one of them that if he applies himself, he can become world class. What do you mean he's a player? He's already world class. He's 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 twenty one. He's on he's on the brink. I'd say he's on the brink. He just needs to have a few. Yeah. He just needs a few more seasons being consistent, and then he he is at that level. He's had like three seasons being consistent. He's been he's been, at- he's been solid for one, one or two. I just I just think he he just needs to carry on proving himself, and then he will be. I feel as though the same world class gets thrown around too much. He's a he's a quality player. Don't get me wrong, and he's, he is going to be in a few years' time. He is going to be one of one of the best wingers in the world, like undeniably. He went to the Bundesliga. He's an absolute genius. He went to the Bundesliga, himself, and now he's earning so much. He's probably earning loads of money, loads of money at Dortmund. So, so any club who wants Jaden Sancho's signature. He, it doesn't matter because he's still going to be making a lot of money. Uh, whoever buys him or you know pays his wages, he, he's just going to be earning a ridiculous amount. Yeah, um, as I say, he is um, he is very good. But as I say, Nick Pope, the reason he wouldn't have got time was because of how much Burnley would have wanted to charge for him. Like you can you can look, but at the end of the day, if they're around the same age, Nick Pope may be a bit bit of a better player, but price is is. His price would be would have been through the roof, not worth paying however much Burnley. But it's because Burnley, as I say, he's the star player. They're not going to give him up easily. And with the fact that he's English, they can just charge him the heels amount. I also feel as though Pope wouldn't do as well at, at a big club. That's an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to explain why. Because like you know, you know, Burnley have the whole. Um, you have a very defensive tactic. They're a very defensive team. Yeah, I feel as though that that suits Pope, if that makes sense. It suits them in the sense that Pope isn't really the best at, at maybe with his. I know, well, he's not awful at coming out, but he, he. I know we can catch the crosses and that, but I feel as though his his actual shot stopping ability is his best trait compared to the likes of um maybe his ability to play out from the back with his feet. Which I feel as though we'd be required to do a lot more at um, he'd be required to play a lot more short passes at at a bigger team because because Burnley compared to other teams in the Prem don't have a very modernised style. It's very defensive. Pope doesn't have to come far out the goal. He doesn't have to do the sweeping heap of stuff basically ever. He can always just um, sh- stop shots. That's what he's best at, and he su- he suits Burnley's system to a T. Right, fair enough, I guess, but. I, I, I'm saying it now, he, do, he does well for England. He does very well for England. Yeah, he does. that is true, I must admit. They, they do have some other good players, like that Tarkovsky is a good player. Um, they've back then me. Westwood. Um, Robbie Brady, when he's fit, um, quite good-ish. Yeah, he's all right. He's, yeah. Well, they've got some alright players, but they're another team that don't have good depth, but no one amazing. Another one of them where they've got players that can all all Premier League quality, but no one that's like 
above Burnley's level, or, or, or you know, you know what I'm getting at. Right. Yeah, Dwight McNeil, he's a good player. Oh yeah, he's he's young, got a lot of potential. He's underrated, in my opinion. He's he's definitely he's a solid player. I can't can't dispute that. You know. Yeah, he's probably he's one of the best players. but he's the best attacking player, at least. Well, he's the best youngster. Every player, every Premier League club have a youngster. Uh, you know, have a gem of a youngster, and uh, Burnley have McNeil. Yeah. Bur- Burnley, out of all teams, Burnley have a youngster with a lot of potential. If, if what will happen is he'll get sold and Burnley won't spend any money after selling him. I guarantee you. <laughs> they'll, they'll point, they will spend it. They'll just spend it on, you know, 28-year-olds, 29-year-olds who can defend. Well, yeah, that's because, as I say, they don't spend loads of money, Burnley. They don't spend loads of money at all. When they do spend money, they send it on absolute rubbish. And with that rubbish, them players that are rubbish just become absolutely unreal. Like, you'll sign, they'll sign a 31... Burnley will sign a 35-year-old centre-back from League Two. And all of a sudden, in the Premier League, they'll become Maldini. Like, what's that about? I think that, again, it's down to... The system suits more defensive players, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. Well, well, I am actually. I am kind of saying that it, it is easier to play for the defensive team as a defender. But I feel as though I'm not saying Wan is not good enough for Man United. I'm just saying that if he played for the team like Burnley, he would be perfect. Nobody would be getting past them ever. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about, um, you know. Uh, Nick Pope's Chelsea, so why don't we, you know, hop over transition. to Chelsea? Yeah, the big spenders. Oh, yeah, uh, they've still got work to be done, I think, but they're, they're getting there. I think everyone, everyone who was saying that they're going to challenge um, this year, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they are. Um, but a lot of people, you come on, mate, you have said that you reckon Chelsea were going to win. The, you said that, like, don't even. You said it. No, I said it for, ne- I said it for next year. No, I'm on. You said it. You said yeah. last year that they win it next year. Yeah, yeah. But you see, next year or the year after they'll win it. But for that thing, I, I just feel, I just feel Timo Werner is uh, starting to find his feet now. And uh, for for his thing, oh, he's scored some penalties. Or it's all right. He is a quality player. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I feel as though he's suited the, um, the Bundesliga more because, as I say, that's an, that's another league that's in yeah. contrary to what exactly what we've just been talking about. It's a less defensive league. It's an, an attacking league that suits attacking players. Timo Werner was given a lot more space to be able to use his, you know, his pace, get one on one with keepers, score, dribble, dribble through, um, just dribble through back lines and, and the win because you know. The priority in in German football, as we know, is to always attack, and you can't you can't not love that. To be fair, but I think it's about I think it's about Chelsea's team though. Absolutely unreal now, unreal. Oh yeah, they're, they're only going to get stronger, aren't they? Let's be honest. They've got some excellent youngsters. Yeah. They've got just even like that Ben Chilwell, um, very good signing. Yeah, I think that's the one area they need work though. Really, the defense. I don't think the keeper. The, they've not got a Premier League winning keeper. They've not got a Premier League winning 
centre-back duo, they've not got... I don't really think they've really got much of that. I feel as though they've got... Reese James is a good youngster coming through. As Bill Quaid is solid, good leader, good um, can play anywhere in defence. I think he mostly plays at right-back for, for Chelsea. But I just feel as though Kurtzuma, Rudiger, Christensen, they're, they're not really, really good enough to be... Don't, winning Premier don't Leagues. Get... I, I think Thiago Silva as well, while he's solid, I think he's he's, he's a player that is. I feel as though people overrate him. Thiago Silva. In his prime, yeah. in his prime, he was one of the best in the world, no doubt. But he's past it's that now. Why why Chelsea signing Thiago Silva? Uh... I think it was just because he was free and his wages were relatively cheap in the, the centre-half and he's already spaffed all the money on Havertz and Werner. And... Yeah, but... Yeah but, yeah, but it's Chelsea. They're owned by a Russian billionaire. Even they've got some financial um, fair play rules they've got to stick to, though, keep in mind. I know a lot of the money did come from um, the sale of Hazard. They, they did save up from that because they did get the transfer ban where they couldn't spend much. They could only verify the sign in a Kovacic, I think it was. But You know, the thing is, uh, Chelsea were basically, you know, in the transfer window, they were basically spend the money like it was FIFA, FIFA career mode. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, they were signing. They were signing basically everyone who, who the career mode boys love signing. Havertz, um, Werner, who else? Zayech. Zayech, yeah. He's, he's all they need popular now, career mode. All they need now is uh, Alwa, You know, a few. You know, a few. Yeah. Mbappe. Who else? Um, Upper Meccano. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, I say. <laughs> uh, Mikel, eh? Oh, yeah. Get him out. Alfonso Davies at left-back. Uh... That, that basically so. Well, Chilwell's a Canemo signing himself with the potential he's got. Yeah. But if you look at look at Chelsea's midfield, they've got a lot of depth there. They've got Jorginho. He, he's such a solid player. They've got Kovacic. Like the the both great at, at the, the whole deep line playmaker role. They just they can do that well. Kante sits deep and defends. It it's a good a good system they've got going on with the midfield, and then they've got Havertz as as the creative force. But they can have Zayech do that. Havertz can play on the right. Zayech can also play on the right, so they can they can switch that up. So they've got a very solid midfield. Mason Mount, don't forget, but he can play on the left as well. So they've got a lot of depth. They've got a lot of versatility. Pulisic out wide on the right, but he, again he's another one that can play on the left. Timo Werner, if you need him to, he can play. He can play on the wings. He, they've even got straight depth with the likes of Giroud, Tammy Abraham, young player Hudson Odoi, who maybe not hit the ground running like people expect him to, but he's still he's still what nineteen twenty. So listen, I feel Mason gets a lot of stick. You know, Grealish said it. Uh, feel it's underrated, very underrated. Who is? Mason Mount. Mason Mount. I feel as though, I feel as though he's fine. He's not. I feel, I feel as though he gets too much hate because people feel as though he shouldn't be starting for England, which I don't think he should be. To be honest, he sh- he's, he deserves to be in the squad, but he's not. He, he doesn't make my first choice England eleven. Got a lot of potential. He's got percent. He, oh yeah, he, he's young. I mean, he, he is fantastic, and and he can he can become even greater. 
I feel as though if there's one thing you need to sort out, it's his defensive side of the game. And and maybe just just in general, like you need to sort that out. But other than that, other than his defensive side of the game, he's a very, very good midfield player. And he's he's more attacking mind, he's more of an outside player, but I feel as though if he wants to really complete the package while he does continue to get better. Um, with the ball, he needs to learn how to defend on the other side of it, and then he'll be an excellent all-round midfielder. Yeah, that would make him unreal, though. Yeah, he can't defend to save his life, but if he could learn, just even just uh, that's something that comes as you get older, though. As you get older as a footballer, you you do your mind sharpens and you become better at the defensive side of the game. Right, Harley. So. Uh... Right, so, since we have gone from Burnley to Chelsea, which is in alphabetical order, I'm going to go up to Crystal Palace. They, they, they were who I had in mind. They, they're playing Burnley on the weekend, so why not? Burnley playing Palace, so Palace. And they're interesting in the sense that they've got one star player who maybe doesn't play well enough because maybe he wants to be moving on and he maybe doesn't want to be a Palace in Wilfred Zaha, what I know you rate Zaha. So, um, if you want to talk a bit about about him and why why you rate him as highly as you do, then well, I feel I feel he's a class player. You know, he he keeps Crystal Palace up by by himself every season, apart from last season, which was Ayu who kept them up by by himself. But how many good seasons can Ayu have? Yeah, we've not really seen that much. Than... I, I know we, he, he scored um, a goal in his last game against Leeds, I believe it was. But he's only really had that one goal this season, I think. I just feel you give Zaha a manager, he's a very good manager, who can get the work rate out of him. So not Roy Hodgson? Yeah, not Roy Hodgson. How how is he still employed? How how does he even get a job cleaning the toilets? Never mind the Premier League. How is he a Premier League manager? I'd do a better job than that. I'll face twat. Sorry. Listen up. Sorry. Listen up. Listen. Can you believe Roy Hodgson's making almost 50k a week? That's a disgrace. There's children starving in the streets and that man's getting paid 50 grand a week. Disgraceful. How how's he how does he get a job as a as a football manager? How? How he, he nearly got the the one of the biggest clubs in the world, arguably the biggest club in the Premier League. Delegated, like I know the owners went the best, but come on, how do you how do you get Liverpool delegated nearly? He said, "Don't." I don't know. How how do you, how do you get Liverpool relegated? I'm asking that question. Now, how would you get them relegated? Well, I'd just do exactly what Gillette and X did. I'd sell Mascarano and replace him with Christian Paulson. Or the modern day equivalent of that would be getting rid of Fabinho and replacing him with a a bucket. Um Wait, you trying to you trying to diss Christian Paulson? He's yeah. a good player. <laughs> he's under he's underrated. I'll tell you what, RB Leipzig, he has been good. He's been one of their that's, best that's not Chris. That's not Christian Paulson. You you've got the wrong Paulson there. Oh. You've got you've got Yusef Paulson and one of all the um, and one of the fellow we got from Juve who had no legs. Uh, I'm stupid. <laughs> no. But... 
I think, I'm not going to lie, mate, I didn't catch most of what you just said there. Right, hey, I'll say it. Your, mic, your mic's glitching out massively. Yeah, I know. Right, so, what I said was, uh, soon I'll be saying, uh, you know how I said Chelsea would win the Premier League? Yeah. Yeah, soon I'll be saying, I'll be like, Sig will be winning the Champions League. I, don't, I, I think they'll be looking to make it through the group, honestly. But we'll go on to that later. As I say... <laughs> Palace do have they do have some solid solid players. They've got um our this the our two favourite centre box. Mamadou Sacco oh, yeah. for me, Gary Cahill for you. Two legends. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. They're two world class players, like let's be honest. Two world class players. Mamadou Sacco is better than Virgil van Dijk. He's better to... than Maldini. No, I've just got to say it though. I've just got to say it. Cahill is way better than Sacco. No just way. because of his defensive acumen. You know, and he's faster by 10 pace. You know, 10 pace. Can you believe it? No, I'm not having that, Sacco. Yeah. If, if, you've, if, you ever look, if you ever looked into the eyes of that man, right? Have you, have you seen his shim? That's enough to make him the best defender in the world. If you look into that man's eyes, he will convince you that he wants to shove a brick up your ass by just looking at you. He is such an intimidating, imposing man, yet so beautiful at the same time. Listen, listen. I think he gets the best Bolton defender of all time, obviously. Gary Cahill. Uh, the best England defender of all time, Gary Cahill. Uh, with some, with the, the best, the second best Premier League defender of all time. You know. Yeah, but does Gary Cahill throw certain defenders? No, Sacco does though. I don't know why he does, but he does. Okay, but there's one thing we can agree on. It's the best defence in the league, Crystal Palace. Oh, yeah. Concede no at all. You know, I think they conceded only zero goals last season. Well, yeah, but they've only conceded 12 so far this season. That's not 12 in, like, what, eight exactly. games. What is it last season? I'm going to have a look. They only conceded 50 goals. That's nothing. <laughs> on, on a real note, though, I think Patrick Van Aanholt, I know he's injured at the moment. Van Aanholt. Is a brilliant underrated player, such a brilliant player. He doesn't get enough credit. He's a good player, to be fair. Nathaniel Klein, he, he's he's a legend. Um, Martin Kelly, legend. Right. Crystal Palace is just Liverpool reject FC, isn't it? They've got Sacco, they've got Martin Kelly, they've got Nathaniel Klein, they've got Christian Benteke. Um, they've even got our old man, our worst ever manager. I think it's just, re- just right. They've just got players all around. But I, let's be honest, it's uh, hard to carry them. It's it just is. Milovojevic, I rate him. I think he's a good player. That that Townsend, decent. Ayu, we talked about him. But other than that, they've not really got anyone that sticks out. I think that. I don't know if you pronounce his name. What what's his name? Eze, I think it. You know um, what about, don't you? Yeah, Eze. Week, yeah. I I always sign him on my on my career modes when I'm doing a, a you know a long rebuild. So, yeah. or, or I did last year anyway when when he was a bit lower rated. I think he he's, his, his yeah. rating went up this season. Uh, I've got to say it again, you know, big championship fan. 
Uh, he was amazing for QPR last season. Uh, you know, QPR. I mean, QPR. That speaks for itself. I mean, I don't think a lot of players are amazing for QPR. Yeah, true. I mean, Ryan Manning was solid. Irish left back. Listen, I, I genuinely feel I could, I could go into a trial with QPR and get in the first team. <laughs> you say that like it's a hard thing to do. It's not hard. I just have to rock up to their training ground, or show them a bit of my running. I'll have run about nine of their players, and I'll be in their first team. Yeah, well, I probably fancy you in a race with some of the some of Crystal Palace's defenders. If you look at Sacco, Cahill, um. Who else? Martin Kelly, um, well, Scott Dan. They're too fast. Can't do it. Who else? Tonkins. Yeah. They've just got really, really slow. Why has Roy Hodgson got a fetish for defenders that can't run? Centre backs that can't run. Like what? What's that? What's that? Yeah, just good in it. <laughs> yeah, but um. No, no, you should be thanking Roy Hodgson because every season Crystal Palace, you know. It's basically a three, a three six points. Yeah, they give they give nearly every team in the league a sold three or six points. I know. You know, I, I I genuinely don't know how they stay up every season. Oh, I have no idea. But um, I suppose it's Zaha, is it? I think it's a case of Zaha wants to leave, but Palace don't want to sell him. But another team, right? If we while we're on the just subject of generally bang average teams. Why not move on to Newcastle? Because let's be honest, if we don't move on to them now, they're not going to come up in any other conversation, are they? No. Right. So, they're another team. they've got one obvious star player, haven't they? St. Maxim. Well, no. I'd say they've got two star players now. Oh, Dubravka. Dubravka. No, no, three star players, actually. Dubravka, you know, uh, you know, we've got Callum Wilson. You know, you probably won't think he's a star player, but at the end of the season, he is going to be a star player because he's he's going to have like eleven goals to his name, and that by Newcastle standards. You are forgetting about the Lord and Savior, John Joe Shelby. <laughs> oh, listen, he's better than Kevin De Bruyne. Let's be honest here. Well, yeah, he is. He is the bold Javi. There's no two ways about it. Don't even get me started on the greatest. Of all time, look, he's so good. He's so good that to make a fair on the other team when he was playing Wales, he got himself sent off and decided to just oh. play like a five-year-old with a mental disability. Jeff Hendrick, what a player! What an excellent player who definitely doesn't make me want to rip up my goddamn eyeballs every time I sit down to watch the bastard boys in green. Of course, you know. Did he even? Did he even get called up? Yeah, yeah, he, he, he got sent off against Wales after doing absolutely nothing but give the ball away every 10 seconds. Funny, isn't it? No. <laughs> Listen, Wales are, just, Wales are just different gravy at the minute. Yeah, they've been promoted to the League A in the Nations League, which is, I'm happy for Wales. I, I wish, wish it would have been Ireland, but... Hey, I genuinely feel um, Wales can beat us. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. Then again, we did beat them. You did? We did, you know. With your second team, probably. For for 25 minutes, for 25 minutes, you know, you know, you're listening to it. You're listening to it. Five minutes, they played well. 
Uh, you've got to give them credit. Well, you know? Ireland played well for the first 20 minutes against England. That doesn't mean they're a good team. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Ireland or they'll start crying. It's just, again, um, the long staff builders, as you know, I think they're very they're young. They've got a good future at Newcastle, the Boyhood supporters. That's Shard as well. Shard and Lascelles aren't a bad centre back pairing. Jamal Lewis, I think he's got a massively good future. I'm going to either clear for the North instead of us, to be honest. Any of I feel as though Jamal Lewis and Ender Stevens would have been a perfect left back rotation. Listen, do you know, you know, you know the North, the North are, are better than the Republic. I wouldn't go that far. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, the North is uh, the North is probably just as scruffy. Probably even more scruffy than Ireland, to be fair. The worst in terms of football, and I'd say they are, they are worse. I don't, I, basically, Ireland got a draw against Slovakia. Slovakia beat beat them like that. That's listen. Do you know how um, Wales, right? Yeah. They're probably, uh, they don't they don't have their own league. Well, they do have their own league, but in certain parts. Yeah. Generally, feel you know Northern Ireland teams. They should, they should allow them teams to be in the English Football League. Mm. You know, you know, probably think it's stupid, but they're still a part of Britain. So they well, should... I mean, Scotland are, but they're not. They're not part of part of your league. I'm not. I don't want to get into the whole political divide of of, of the North and. I don't want to get into all of that because that, that's not what it's about. But I've got I've got a, a question. Well, not a question, but it's more so more so a statement, and I want to know what you think on it. I feel as though the Bravke is possibly the most underrated goalkeeper in the entire league. He is so good. It's just a case of he's not got any good teammates around. I think I, I know I said Saint Maximum was the, the star player, but that was mainly because the Bravke just slipped my mind. I think the Bravke is their best player and. I know we Newcastle still concede a lot of goals, but it would be much worse without him. And I, th- I feel as though the Bradford is, is just a victim of the whole. It's hard for a goalkeeper to get a move to a better, better club. I can't really chat. Good, can't really chat about good players, uh, you know. But uh, the Bradford, uh, is a good player. Just, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to compare. You know. A goalkeeper and a right midfielder. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that if, if I had to say there was one player that's been, it's okay. It's just uh, say Steve Bruce was in a situation if you've got you've got to keep one, you've got to get rid. Not even that because I feel as though Saint Maximum probably has more value because of his age. I'm not gonna lie, but just in terms of who's who's, as I say, you are right that it's hard to compare. But I just think that Bravka is unreal. This is another unpopular opinion I've got with him. I think he's better than Nick Pope. You know, there is an argument there. I won't deny it. I know that, that. I know half the people are watching this going, "What? What? No, he's <laughs> not. No, he's not. No, I'm gonna cut him But I think I, I really do rate the Bradke a lot. I feel as though he was playing for the best team in Newcastle, which he is capable of. Then, yeah, I feel as though he is probably at least a top ten goalkeeper in the league. At least that's undeniable. But I feel as though he could even be making a push for top six keepers in the entire league. Oh, you might don't be walking, don't walk out of your house tonight. You're gonna to have all Nick Pope, the Nick Pope fanboys, uh, 
I'm not sure who's going to be at my house first, the Burnley fans or the England fans. Christ above. Well, you know, there is an argument. I, I just feel they're the same level. I'd say I'd say it's not. It's debatable, and they're both very close. I just say the Brav Nick Polk gets a lot of credit, mainly because he is English. To be honest, whereas the Bravka doesn't, doesn't, and I feel as though. Again, Nick Pope, I'd say Burnley are probably a bit better than Newcastle in terms of defence. So he, he does get more credit. But the Bravka can't keep all, all the Newcastle defensive problems at bay, no. can he? But what, he does stop a lot of shots. Well, all out. Do you know what? All, well, I've got an undeniable, very undeniable, uh, you know, uh, very undeniable opinion. Uh, of all the 92. 92 teams in the English Football League. Uh, Matt Gilksy is the best goalkeeper in the world, obviously. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> never heard of Alison or anyone like that. Uh, it's Matt Gilks. I mean, I mean, I think it was Blackpool uh, versus Liverpool. He put on an absolute... An absolute... I've still got absolute PTSD from both of those <laughs> games 10 years ago in Blackpool. He made, he made Alison look like... made Alison look like... Uh, probably the worst goalkeeper in the world. <laughs> Made him look like the hair. <laughs> yeah, we're not about twenty fourteen the hair. Nah, not twenty fourteen the hair. Um, the hair where he made like loads of mistakes. Right, there's there's a team now that I feel as though we should move on to. If um, yeah, I, I see another team there. They're a very exciting team, but again, another team that I don't feel like will come up in conversation unless I brought them up now. So I'm just going to go go over them. Brighton. Uh, you know, probably my favourite team in the league, Brighton, to be fair. Yeah, they are very exciting. They are a very, very exciting team to watch, I must, I must say. They've got some quality players. Um, that Matt Ryan, goalie, brilliant. Ben White, Lewis Dung. They've got a very exciting style of play. That Lamptey, he's going to be a star. Aaron Connolly, my man. The Irish legend. Morpe. So they, they, have, they have very good players. Adam Lallana, how can I forget him? So they've got some solid players. They're a solid mid-table team. They've got an excellent, excellent manager in Graham Potter. Most underrated manager in the league, in my opinion. Graham Potter. He's up there. He's definitely up there. No, give Graham Potter... Say a top six team. Say Graham Potter went to Wolves. He'd he'd get them into the top four. I feel. I think the thing is with that though is it's a big jump to go from one club to, to another. That big like everyone was saying. David, if you go if we go back in time a bit, as we were saying about David Moyes earlier on, everyone was going David Moyes excellent at Everton. He's going to do great at United. Big he chose him. He's the chosen one. He's going to do it. And then what what happened? Because well, it's obviously. a massive jump to go for him. Because the egos are bigger at bigger clubs. Because like, if you look at players at Brighton, the likes of Matt Ryan, Lewis Dunk, you you Ben White, you Aaron Connolly, you 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 know your more page, you Adam Lallana, they're not they're not really going to be the type of thing they are. The dog bollocks. Where if, if he was to go to somewhere like Man United or even Wolves, I feel as though Nuno's got the personalities at Wolves well under control. But I feel as though. If if he went somewhere like a big club, like especially a, a big traditional big six club, Graham Possible will be dealing with a lot of egos and I don't really think he's got the the personality strength to crush the likes of Paul Pogba's ego. 
Brighton, Brighton are in an excellent position. They've got players that can grow. They've put the foundations in for a winning team in the future. A great manager, a great stadium, great facilities. You know, they've got an owner who cares about the club. You say great position, but they finished fifteenth last season and the sixteenth now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but in all series, I know what you I know what you're getting at. Fifteenth, yeah. They could push on. You know, give it, you know, three seasons. I'm not gonna say they're gonna win the league. I'm not gonna no. say <laughs> they might get into the top ten. No, these they have some excellent young players. Um McAllister. He's he's someone I think's underrated. They do have some all all around. Good young players, Ben White. He's been linked with big moves to Liverpool. I don't think he's quite at that level where he's good enough to, to go and play for Liverpool. But it's Ben. I mean, I mean, you know, you probably take him now. Let's be honest. On a, I'd take him on a free. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't pay for him. But that's never going to happen. We're never going to get him on a free. So, listen, I do feel. You know, say if Ben White did get a move to Liverpool, you know, you know. You bought Van Dyke from Southampton for an unreal amount of money. You buy Ben White. You know, it's Jaden Klopp. He can make Ben White look like look like prime Sergio Ramos. True, but I feel as though the thing with Klopp is he can notice think um, little things and he can notice. Sounds like Van Dyke had one good season at Southampton. But and then well one or two even where Southampton were um always finishing top ten and doing really well and and Klopp took what everyone thought was a massive gamble on him and it really, really worked out, obviously. I feel as though Klopp always, he's got a way of choosing the right man. He doesn't just go out and go, I'm going to throw money at this because we're desperate to, to fix this problem immediately. He goes, I've, I've got my eye on this player. If I can't get him now, I will wait. And I'll wait and I'll get him. He's the right man. He's the right man for the team. He's in now and he flies because Klopp knows is that player's potential and he knows how to get the best out of them and, and that's what he knows better than anyone and that, that's why he's no, such an excellent that's... manager no doubt the best manager in the world Jürgen Klopp I don't know how anyone oh. could argue otherwise honestly yeah no to be fair I genuinely feel genuinely feel that I'm going to go to La Liga and then go to the Serie A win them two so then he's won you think Klopp's going to La Liga next? La Liga next, then the Syria. He's going to do everything in uh, Spain and Italy. Then he's going to go to France, win everything in France. You know, I, I just feel his his end goal is to win everything in the world. I, I think what he'll do is, I think, after the Liverpool job, and as much as it pains me to even think about the time where Jurgen Klopp isn't in my life, I, th- I think what he'll do next is I, I think it's has really been his lifelong dream to go and manage the German national team. They're in trouble, as, as we know, getting smashed 6-0 by Spain. I think Klopp's going to win Germany a World Cup. He's going to win them another World Cup. And that, that's going to be his, his main goal. And he'll stay there for a while. And if he does does well enough there and he fancies a change, then maybe he'll, he'll, he'll go back into club football. I feel, I do feel, I feel that it's going to be the last thing he does. Maybe, but I feel as though it's a case of you don't always know how much time you've got. You don't always know when the job opening is going to be there. I feel, and it feels though yeah. Germany in in the situation that unless they, what they've got to do now is basically throw shit at the wall and hope it sticks. That's what they've got to do because they're probably going to sack the manager 
what is, I don't can't remember the Germany manager's name, but he's going to get the nine ten jock. Let's be honest with ourselves. So once he goes, they'll get a new fella in. He'll probably fail, get rid of him, and it'll just be an endless cycle until they get someone in that can that can do the job properly. And I feel as though that they'll be going through that until until Klopp comes. But I feel if, if Klopp waits too long, and then they'll finally find someone who, who's good enough to be in the job, and, and they won't take the gamble. Second, second, that person to bring Klopp in. Yeah, I want to speak about England for a second. Go on. We're not obviously we've got big expectations, <laughs> but I feel how long the Southgate have until the England FA say, you know what, it's not working. See you later. Honestly, how I, long? This is an unpopular opinion. Maybe I would have sacked them. Be- I would have sacked them. I would have at least thought about it the second he lost to Croatia. Well, the thing is right. The thing is right. And even, after that, I think the game against the Netherlands for me was the point where I knew that he would never work out for you. But I feel as though really he should have been considered to be given the sack after losing to Croatia. I know he took years to a semi final, but he didn't beat anyone good to get there, did he? He had a good run. And then as soon as he came up against the team that he really should, probably should have been beaten considering the talent he had anyway. Like that, that would have been the easiest path. To, to a World Cup final for any team in the history of ever. All you had to do was then, I know it's a long shot, but beat France in a one-off game and you finally win that World Cup that you weren't able to win for, what, 52 years at the time? thing is, though, if you, if you sack Southgate, you've got so many good managers, you know, in the world uh, that you can pick from. Gareth Southgate isn't a good manager. I've said this for so long. He's overrated and he wouldn't. Give him a Premier League job with with a mid-table team, he'd get them relegated. The thing is, no, the thing I'm saying is, you sack Southgate and there's so many good managers on the market you can get. And with international football, you don't need, you don't need to, uh, you know, go out and get a manager from the same nation. So if England wanted to, uh, say Maurizio Pochettino was, you know, still, you know, it helps, it helps though, doesn't it, to have to have a, a, a manager that would would be supporting that team. I feel as though we could we could say, "Oh, you're right, you're right, Maurizio, mate. Fancy, fancy some money. Uh, fancy, uh, fancy, uh, basically four suitcases full of money, and uh, we'll, we'll basically give you the job as the England manager. All you have to do is win us a couple of trophies, leave, and you sound. What I what I do." If I were you, yeah. You've probably you've said this to me yourself. I would take the point on Eddie Howe. At least give him the interim job. Give him give him a time run. Give him a time run. Give him some World Cup qualifiers and see how he gets on. He'd, I'll tell you what, Eddie Howe. If he had job, Southgate had. I'm saying now he he would have won us the World Cup. He is a miles better manager. He wouldn't have won us the World Cup because France would have stomped all over yet. Mbappe would have ripped your crap defence into Arsenal. But he would he would have got you to the final. He would have beat Croatia. Yeah. You should have been beating Croatia, especially you should have been holding on to the one 0 lead that he's got. I know it's I know it was probably like I'd say the odds for you was 60 percent England, forty percent Croatia. As soon as that free kick went in, that should have been it. You should have been holding on onto that lead just with a favourite, and you've had a one 0 lead from from the free kick. There should have been no way they should have been coming back from that. It was poor defending that cost England the chance to get to that final in the end for me. Yeah, obviously, 
uh, you know, in, obviously a to-be-decided scored. Uh, you know, I don't know who... I, I don't even know who actually scored. Manzukic! Uh, no, please stop. I don't even... I don't even actually... I don't know who scored. Who's Pedersic and Manzukic? You're welcome. Uh, nah, who's he? You know... You know, who's, who's Perisic? Uh, no clue who he is. Yeah, yeah. Didn't do anything. He, he's just... He's just irrelevant. You see, he's irrelevant. Nah, but... Um... Yeah, I, I would give Hal the job. What's he? Is he? He didn't get a job. I know. I know. I remember last time we done a podcast halfway through. Eddie Howe got the sack. I was there saying, if if Bournemouth sign Eddie Howe back, and then he got sacked halfway through. Was recording the podcast, and I had me phone on. Do not disturb, like I do now. Just um, I always have me phone on. Do not disturb on the podcast. So I don't even. I didn't even know. So I was, I was just there. So and I think he got sacked as I was saying that, which is which is mad. But uh, that that was a few months ago, anyway. That was just after the FA Cup final, I believe, when we when we last recorded. It's like, it's like Bournemouth. It's like it's like Bournemouth. We're just like you know listening to the, the podcast. Like yeah, you know the board. They were like, you know what? Do you know what? Yeah, you know where do you hell yeah? I know he's a good manager in that, but this guy, this guy, he mm. said he said we. I, I don't even think he got. I think I think it was a mutual agreement. I think it was a case of Eddie Howe wanted to do one. And the ball and the ball were just like yes. Yeah, so I don't know. Bournemouth would have been so stupid to not hold on to. Him. I doubt it was their choice. I think it was Eddie Howe's choice to walk away. Yeah, I, I do feel though he did take. To be fair, to Eddie Howe, he did take him from League Two to you know the Premier League. Let, let, let's is... be honest, mate. They never should have got relegated. It was literally goal line technology that kept Aston Villa up and not where if goal line technology would have worked properly. Odds are. It would have been Aston Villa going down and not Sheffield United. Not, not sorry, not, not Because it was Sheffield United they were playing against where they got they got that dodgy decision. Yeah, to be fair, I will admit it. You know, uh, Bolton should have stayed up in the Premier League because we're an amazing team, Bolton. You know, I'm joking. Uh, uh, Bolton should have stayed up. Oh, yeah, they're definitely not in, in, in mid-table in League 2. Mid no, we're actually six points off the playoffs, so I'll have you know. So, so mid table. Yeah. yeah, but we, we beat Stephen. It's mid table. Fourth place is mid table. Six points off the. Isn't fourth place playoffs? No, six places playoffs. I thought it was top two get promoted, three, four, five, and six are playoffs. Uh, top three get promoted. Oh. And oh, okay. The other playoffs. And... No, the other. The seven playoffs spots. Oh, right, okay. No, not seven playoff spots. There's four playoff spots. No, for God's sake, three, three playoff spots. Three, no, four playoff spots and three get promoted. Um, right. So anyway, I feel as though uh, the scene we just brought up. I think we should start talking about them now. Aston Villa. <laughs> bring it up. Bring it up. Just get it out the way. Just get it out the way. I don't get get it out the way, and we don't have to mention it. Just go and. So basically, you know, you know that well-known player called Jack Grealish, yeah. He made uh, made Liverpool look like a uh, Sunday league team on a on a rainy on a rainy on a rainy Friday you night. You do not know how much I despise that man with a roar and passion. That was watching that game where Jack Grealish basically stomped all over the Liverpool defence. Watching that man, knowing that he's going to be playing for England or Ireland, just stomp all over Liverpool defence. What it was like. Imagine, right? You get cheated on by your girlfriend. She invites you down for dinner. 
and then she starts shagging a new fella on the couch in front of you. That's what that fucking felt like watching Jack Grealish do that. Jack Grealish always just, you know, he's a, you know, he's just different gravy. He's, you, you can't. He is the star. He is Aston Villa star player. Like, there's you no. Know, what happens if you, you know, you know, uh, you know, Jack Grealish? I bet, I bet he'll get asked in an interview one day. Uh, you know, oh, what's the best match I've ever played in? Yeah, middle of school, like a Sunday league team. That's gonna, that's gonna be the highlight of his career. Yeah, it, it has to be. No, it will be oh, for the rest of his career. No, it won't. No, it won't. Uh, a train England will be the highlight of his career. What? Not, we're not winning any trophies with England. That's gonna be the highlight. But no, Betrayal Island is going to be his uh, highlight, probably. He, 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 I'm not going to lie, he made our defence look crap as well. Snake. <laughs> Absolute then, snake. thing is, guess how many chances he's created in the top five league? I know, I know, he's, I know, right. There's a reason behind that stat, though. It's because he sees more of the ball. The more, more you see of the ball, the more chances you're going to create. Because let's be, let's be honest, right? He's their best player. So they are going to be feeding him the ball as much as possible, and he is going to be um, trying to receive it and and get it and and just play playing balls everywhere and creating chances. Because yeah, that's what you do when you get loads of the ball. The more of the ball you you get, the more you create. But Harley, just imagine that could be Ireland. That could have been Ireland. Could have been. Ireland. He would be by far. Probably, no, 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 yeah. He would be Ireland's best player. He would be Ireland's best player. Um, I do think, however, it's that it's 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 been like this for a while amongst Villa fans and and something. It's starting to get out of hand now, though. How much people are start overrating him? He is getting. He's not overrated. He's underrated. If anything, no. Have you not? Have you not? If you look on on videos of Jack Neilish or post about him on on Sky Sports, comments get hundreds of likes saying. Second best midfielder in the Premier League behind Kevin De Bruyne and 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 just stuff like, oh, he should be starting for England, and then you've got stuff like um, best player in the Premier League even, and that gets that gets likes, like no, but he's the second best player in the Premier, second best player, second best midfielder in the Premier League. Are, are you high? I'm not high. Do you want me to list you some de- a load no, of defenders that I reckon are better than him? Defenders, uh, midfielders. Sorry. Yeah, go on. So you got De Bruyne. Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago, um, Rodri, you've got Bruno Fernandes, uh, Paul, Paul Pogba, Scott McTominay, Van der Beek, do you want me to carry on? Or do, or do you want this to keep going? Ruben Neves, Jao Matinho. Like, I, I, can, I, can carry the, I can literally carry this on all day. N'Golo Kante, Kovacic, Jorginho, James Madison. Listen, listen. There's a case for James Madison and Golo Kante, but the rest of them, they're just relevant. Have you just cut Jordan Henderson and Fabinho, Thiago? No, no, no. Bruno, no, no. are they irrelevant? Grealish doesn't wear these like the crap off their boots. Look, I think he, he's an excellent player. He's a, he's he's great. But people starting to raise him the way they've been rating him. It is getting out of hand. Henderson, uh, Henderson, nothing. There is an argument for Henderson, but. Bruno Fernandez, are we just gonna ignore half of his goals with from pens? At the end of the day, taking pens is a skill. I'm I, I'm not gonna lie, um, but yeah, well, it's a skill. For I think I think Bruno is a wee bit overrated, but 
the way the way people behave all Japanese, which is if you can cure cancer and walk on water, is getting ridiculous. I do think the key thing is with Bill's plays. I've said this. Um, anyone who's on my 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 private snap story, which is probably a limited number of people who actually watch these, I'm not going to lie. I I always say, well, I have said that if you play for Villa, oftentimes there's no in between. You're either extremely overrated or extremely underrated. Jack Grealish and Tyrone Mings are in the extremely overrated camp. With the underrated players, you've got the likes of your Ollie Watkins, Massey Cash. I think Massey Cash is the most underrated right back in the league. Emiliano Martinez, um, Conor Hauerhan, John McGinn, oh. Ross Barkley, Ollie Watkins. All very underrated players. I, th- I think it's the myth. It's a bit of a myth that Jack Grealish... I know he, he was probably a part of, big part of what he said last season, but he is not the one who's carried them um, to where they are this season at all, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm quite wary. Uh, we're, running, we're running out of time, so do you want to mention any more uh, you know, relevant Premier League teams? Right, so we've got... Do you want, I'm just going to gloss over some, some teams that maybe aren't relevant, but... Um, Oh, oh, deep we Jesus Christ. Fulham. Everton. Uh, oh, Fulham. As I say, yeah. Areola is a fantastic keeper, but he's not going to keep them up by himself. Loftus-Cheek, bit of a Chelsea reject. Luchman, Everton reject. Mitrovic is a good striker, but there's really not much to talk about with these, honestly. Um, they're just one of them teams you can gloss over. They've got good players. Rodak's good. I don't know why they needed another keeper, to be honest. I would have tried to get someone else, but other than a keeper, but Areola is by far their star player. Mitrovic is probably another one, but they're not that great. Leeds, Bielsa um, is the reason they are so good. Um, you can you can say what you want uh, about Leeds, but uh, under Bielsa, yeah, give him give him one more season. Uh, you know, with money, of course. Uh, you know, you can't just you know, can't just give them another season without money, or you know, or they'll go down because of the squad they have. Yeah. Uh, but uh, give him another season with at least a hundred million, he can set Leeds up for another six years in the Premier League at least. Yeah, I think if he stays there, then he can't. They've got some players that I think don't get enough credit. I feel as though people know who Rodrigo are, people know who Rafinha is, people know who Patrick Bamford is, and that's about it. I feel as though you like Sir Koch, who's got a funny name, but it's not spelt like um, your, your bell end is. Um, Cliff, <laughs> clear shall we announce that. Calvin Phillips is decent. Uh, that, that, what's his name? That, that, who's, who's their left back? You know more about the EFL than I do. Who's their, what's their left back called? Uh, Ailey. No, 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 no. Um, What's his name? What's his name? Alioski. Dallas? No. That's him. Um, I feel as though he's he's one of the most underrated players, Golden. I think um Listen. I think he's he's such he's very hard working what I've noticed him. Um he's very, very good at, well he's not he doesn't have a thing, he's worth eight as top thing, but he's just all good all round. He's fast, he can pass, he can dribble, solid defensively. He he can do Everything. Um, he can. I know. I know. He's he, he's very close to, but he can play. He plays left back and play right back and play in midfield. Very versatile. Very very good at most aspects of football, really. And, and I think he's very underrated. 
Liverpool were, were lucky to actually win against Leeds. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I think. Um... Yes, I, I would. Them penalties. I've I've looked back at them, you know, because I'm my tactical and analyst. You'll probably still end. Up, you'll probably start still end up winning the league. I'd have to. I'd have to uh, say for luck. At the at the pens, but because it's, it's, it's as I say, it's been a few months, so they're not fresh in my mind. But I feel as though overall both teams played really well, and it was a really powerful thing. I think Leeds need to sort the defense out. Once they sort the defense out, then they can become dangerous. I think. Speaking of another team in Liverpool, you know the blue side of Liverpool. Ooh, here we go, Everton. Listen, listen. I, I don't know how you didn't you didn't beat Everton. VAR means how was VAR and Jordan Pickford deciding that he's a WWE superstar? That was it. Listen, Pickford though he's. Can we just talk for a second? about how good Lucas Dinier actually is. That man is behind Robertson, behind Andy Robertson. Um, he's the second best left back in the in the entire league. Lucas Dinier is amazing, honestly. I'm not even going to lie. He does not get enough credit. He is, he is clustered. And the thing is with Everton is they just need them few more players. They've got, obviously we know the class and attack, Richarlison, Calvert-Lewin, Yamez, Solomon Field, now Allen, Decore, Gomez, um, Sigurdsson's finally playing decent, Bamman's a good player, they've got a good pair of full-backs in Denye and Coleman, and, they, and they've just got that. They've got three weak, weak, weak spots, really, both, both the centre-back spots and the goalkeeper. I think Pickford's not good enough, and I don't think Yeri Mina and, um, and Michael Keane are really Good enough, but once they get get the defence sorted, mainly the, the two centre backs and the keeper, and maybe considering Coleman's age, he's getting on. He might need um, a long term placement for him. But once they get the defence sorted, basically, they will become a, a, a lead title challenging team. I wouldn't say title challenging. I'd say top four though. Yeah, I, I just think. Um, Calvert Lewin's still young, you've got to keep in mind, and he's only got to grow. So same with the Charleston. Um so they've got that. And they've they've got decent depth as well. Um I think I think John Joe Kenny actually I fucking nearly forgot about him. He can be the um, long term replacement for Coleman if if he goes about things right. Maybe not in terms of leadership, but in terms of he's gonna be at right back. I think they just need they just need a bit of a leader. They need to sign a proper leader at sense of everything. And that's what that's what they need. Um but Speaking of no. speaking, hang on, carry on. I'm trying to, you know, trying to get my head around how that was offside. I know I've said it like five minutes ago. What did he need to do to be onside there? Honestly, I don't even think you his know. arm was offside. Honestly, the VAR rules now are getting ridiculous. They, they took one step forward and took two steps back. We're changing the rules. It's it's ridiculous. I'm not in. I'm, I am pro VAR as in general, but the way it's going now is ridiculous. VAR needs to be, unless if you need to draw lines to determine whether someone's offside. If you can't look at it with your eyes and go, he's off after pausing it. If you need to draw lines to determine if someone's offside, then it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be this loud. Give the benefits of the of the doubt to the attacker for the sake of the game, for God's sake. Yeah. 
It was it was onside. It was onside. Not too easy, it was onside, but speaking of teams that look like they could be posting a title challenge. Yeah. Southampton. What's going on with them? Yeah. What's going on with Southampton? They've just been they're just being just been a really good team. They don't even have anyone that's that drop off. that's that good. They'll drop off at some point. I think they'll drop off, but the form they're in now, Danny Ings is, is obviously the, the star player, he's carrying them. James Ward Prowse has been so other than that, they've not really got anyone that I, I think's really amazing. You know, Che Adams has been performing well. Theo Walcott's come in and actually done done well for himself at his old club he is now. Theo Walcott, because that's where he was as a boy. Um, as a youth, he was playing for Southampton. Um, but Shane Long over Femi, Irish legends, just in there, small bone, good young Irish talent who's been getting a little bit more, you know, being given chances slowly but surely. But if there's no one in that team that I look at and think this is a team that should be in fourth place. Now, I know we're only about 20% through the season, only eight to seven games being played, depending on what team you are. But like, that's crazy that they are where they are. It is, but, you know... It is, but... You've just got to think... You've just got, you've just got to, you know, think to yourself, like, give it, you know, give it two months and they'll be... They'll be in another relegation... Well, not relegation battle, but they'll be mid-table. Yeah. I don't disagree, but... Right. I, I, want, to, I want to talk about Wolves. Right, I, I'm just going to say now, I know we said something about the Champions League. We are not going to have time for that, are we? That should be, that should be no. next episode. Can we agree on that? That should be next episode. We talk about the Champions yep. League. Because we have gone in on this. I, I looked at the time. It does not feel like I've been on this for an hour, like what, an hour and 17. It does not feel like it. But yeah. we're just going to talk about, we'll, we're just going to talk about the friend teams and then we're, we're going to... But anyway... We look now at Wolves. Now, I know, I know they're in ninth, which isn't bad, but I feel as though they've struggled. Um, just, it's, just, it's just a case of the fact that they've, they've got they've rid of Doherty. Um, Snyder's not really hit the ground running. He's a very good signing, considering Wolves' level and, and what else good Snyder was considered to be, Barcelona player. Very good signing, but he's not hit the ground running. He didn't. He didn't even bother replacing Jota. They didn't replace him. They just give give Podence and, and Neto more game time. Really? Boom. Listen, Pedro Neto. I feel like you give him time, yeah. He'll be uh, just as good as Jota because he's got potential to. Uh, you know, as good as, as good as Jota is now, or as good as Jota will be in his prime. Because that that, uh, that lad's uh, O'Neill, that uh, lad, he's 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 hit the ground running, really has with um with Klopp and Liverpool, he, has, he is O'Neill. He is such yeah. an O'Neill player. Yeah. I mean probably as good as he is now, to be fair. But on a more consistent basis, like he's doing it week in, week out. Yeah. Um you have some really good players though, Wolves like um Smear do feel as though once he gets himself going, he will do very well. Connor Cody, Liverpool, um, player. They've just got a solid defence. I just love watching Wolves play. They've got an excellent system. Um, just just how they play it, insp- it inspires my football and brain. Nuno, excellent manager. Um, that Moutinho, 
Ruben Neves, I would love that lad at Liverpool. I really, really would. He is the next Javi Alonso. And the thing is, though, he's still young. Yeah, people forget how young he is. He's only, like, what, 22, 23? He looks about, he looks about 30, let's be honest. Yeah. He looks about 30. With, a beard like, with a beard like that, he looks like he's got a mortgage, but he's only... I know. But, um, Jimenez, he's, he's an underrated player. Yeah, I mean, you know, the long shots on that boy. Some some Jimenez. player that that he really is some player. Yeah, the long shots. I mean, you just gotta give him the ball. <laughs> you just gotta give him. Gotta give him the ball. And he's got like this big magnet on it. I don't know what boots he's wearing because he he could kick it like he could kick it like. Say if someone took a shot, Ruben Neves would take. It's going to Rosie. Oh yeah. Ruben could shoot from, you know, the touch line. On the very like the side of the pitch and still score. Ruben Neves, though, if we're talking about long shots, we have to talk about Ruben Neves in that sense. Like yeah. un- unreal, unreal. It is the way Neves can just shoot a ball from distance. Honestly, class. Yeah, I mean, I was Neves. You know, every time I try and shoot a ball, it, it probably just he just goes past, just goes past, past the post. <laughs> it just does. No, but right. We've talked about Wolves, you know. Right, very quickly, let's just move on to, to their rivals. Another team that's, that's going to be going down, West Brom. West now, Brom. they've got, they've got some know. good players. They've got some good players who I think can become something. Um, I think West Brom will stay up. No. Not a chance of the dogs left ball at me. Come on. Yeah. Usually got to keep them yeah. up. Ivanovic, their star player is um, what's his name? Ivanovic. He is about fifty-four. That that lad. <laughs> yeah. Mateus Pereira, Dean Garner. Okay, I, I was about to say that actually. Dean Garner. They got him. Is he? He's in either lot they got from West Ham. They. I know they got Ben Arm, but they really should have kept all of that gang. And that lad is going to be. He's going to break out, and he's going to be a star. I don't think, however. That'll be this season. And I don't think he's going to do enough to keep them up. I'd love them to stay up on account of the fact that it'd be good for Darren O'Shea, a young Irish lad. It'd be good for Callum Robinson, someone that I, you know, I, I really want to see do well. He did well against Chelsea. I really want to see him do well consistently. Irish international. Darren O'Shea, same reason I want to see him do well because um, he is the future of Ireland's defence. So I'd like them to stay up for, on, on a personal, for personal reasons. I just don't think there's a there's a chance. Not a chance. They will stay up. No. What? Why? They will. You do you really think Dean Garner of all people is going to be enough to keep them up? Well, Dean Garner, yeah, but you know they've still got a January transfer window. So if they keep if they keep themselves afloat, like they keep themselves at the relegation zone until January. Well, they're in they're in 18th spend, now, and... and they spend a bit of money in January. Um, uh, I hate to say this, but sack their manager they've got now. Who's their manager now? Is it Slavin Billick? Mm. You know, sack him, yeah. Don't know why. Sack him, yeah. Get Nigel. Nigel Pearson. Pearson, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, then they'll stay up. I I don't care. You could have Pep Guardiola say over this squad, and he still wouldn't stay up. Not good enough. Oh. Nigel Pearson, though. Watford's squad wasn't good enough. 
Yeah, I know. Well, they st- they still have bright spark in that team. To be fair, Watford they had Troy Deeney, they had um, who else did they have? So so I was alright. I think he gets oh, over, he gets oh, overrated, but it's, he was still a good player. They have they have good players in the team. Better better players than than West Brom. I've got one player that sticks out really, and that's Ivanovic. And the only really the only reason people know Ivanovic is because he used to be good about ten years ago. But still, you really don't know what can happen in the Premier League. You don't, but let's be honest. What happens in the Premier League is two teams play a game of football and West Brom lose at the end of it. They have one good game this season and that was against Chelsea because Chelsea absolutely were piss poor. But they still managed to bottle the 3-0 lead. They're not good enough. They're not good enough? You will... Yeah, they're not good enough, but they are good enough to stay up. No. They're not good enough to... Mid table, they'll go down next season. They're going down next season, I guarantee you. I don't see, I don't see Burnley staying up. I don't see Burnley. I think, I think, yeah, I think Fulham, Burnley, no, Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield Giants are going down. Burnley will scrape staying up just because it's Sean Dice, it's what he does. Right now, I'm gonna say no, West Brom, keep us the league. But right, anyway, um, going to move on now. We've got four teams left, I believe. We've got Arsenal, Tottenham, Man United, Man City. Right. I will let you choose. Uh, choose. Uh, start with, uh, you know, Manchester United. What has happened to them? Okay. They're the biggest team. Well, they were the biggest team in England. They yeah. were the biggest team in England, and you can't, you can't, you know, you can't say. You can't say away. They're a massive club, honestly, they are. But I just think the look, Ollie's a good manager. He, I think he is. I would keep him. I would not entertain the thought of giving that man the sack. I don't think there's many people in world football that could do as well of a job as Ollie's done. With all the mess he had to clean up from Mourinho. All the messy deals with from Ed Warford, all the messy deals with from the Glazers. I wouldn't entertain something. The thing with Manchester United, but, they have this pattern. So they'll finish, they'll finish in the top four one season. The next season, they won't spend in the transfer window, and they won't get into the top four. And that's why, and it's happening again. It's happening. It's happening again. And listen, Ollie's Ollie. You know, he doesn't deserve to be sacked, but he is going to be sacked. He will, I don't think he will, I think... United... I don't think he will. I think I think United are going to do... I don't think United will get top four this season. I think I think they're just going to miss out on account of the fact that... Spurs, it depends on Chelsea and Arsenal and Everton's form, really. But I think Liverpool, City and Spurs are the three I think are going to get top four this season. The definitely. problem is, it's the Glazers. You know, the problem is... The Glazers, they, uh, they're just every time they try and get a deal done with a player, they just play around, don't they? Well, yeah, but even that, I know Glazers aren't giving them money, but Ed Woodward just isn't that great of a negotiator. The thing is with United, is they've got some excellent players. Like obviously, as we know, it's just. I think what they need is they need two completely new centre-backs. I think Alex Tellez was a brilliant signing. 
Tellers, fantastic, fantastic left back. Wambasaka, brilliant, brilliant. What well, probably in terms of defending, the best, the best fullback around Beek, just for pure defending. I'll, I'll give it to United. Van der Beek and Cavani were good signings, but Cavani's like thirty. Cavani's gonna flop. I'm convinced he's gonna flop. Five goals, you know, five goals. Off. You just said he was a good signing, and you're saying he's gonna get five goals, mate. Your mind, he's a good signing. <laughs> Five, five. He's a good sign and he's going to score five goals. So. Five, five goals. Uh, you, th- you think Greenwood starts over him? Greenwood over Cavani. Yeah. Well, Greenwood, mm, well actually, yeah. Yeah, because I'd rather have Martial up top than on, on the wings and that's for Greenwood going behind. But still, I think, honestly, United, what they should be doing is it, it'll be hard if they can. Right, Sell Pogba. That's what needs to be done. Sell Pogba because they've got they've got a stat midfield anyway. They've got Bruno. They've got Van der Beek. Pogba can't play with them. They need someone to anchor that midfield. Otherwise, it's way too attacking and exposes the weak defence behind them. Sell Pogba because Van der Beek's better than him. Bruno's better than him. I'd start playing McTominay. I would start playing McTominay. I'd... Sounds it sounds like crazy sort right? Scott McTominay is. Possibly the most underrated midfielder in the entire Premier League. He is going to be a star. He is going to. I think he's going to be world class one day. You love, you love Scott McTominay, don't you? I don't. I, in, I, his play style and what he what he brings to the table. I, I, I'd never love, say I love a United player that isn't called Roy Keane or John O'Shea, but he just. I just. I think he's got so much potential. And he's so even even the United staff and, and the United fans are under eight under eight young people don't realise how young he is. People don't realise how young he is and how much um potentially got Fred, I think he's underrated now. I think he came in for a ridiculous price and and then he got overrated. He started doing crap and then he got too much hate, but it, the work rate he's putting in that midfield, him and McTominay have been working their absolute tails off. And also said against Leipzig. If you watch my Man United versus RB Leipzig tactical analysis on um, the Let's Talk Football Instagram page, which you can go and follow it, Let's Talk Football underscore official. Um, they absolutely work for it. They work so Fred's hard. I think the most underrated midfielder in the Premier League. Yeah, Fred, yeah. Fred? Yeah, yeah, I'm. I, he's underrated, but I think I'd give it to McTominay. Right? I feel as though Fred's better than Pogba, in my opinion. Probably gonna call me deluded, but I just feel he's better than Pogba. Mm, I'd say it's closer than people think, but I'd say Pogba gets the advantage. But I just sell Pogba because he doesn't want to be there probably, and he, he doesn't have the. Um, he he just he doesn't suit the place. Now, if you're gonna be playing Bruno and Van der Beek, then you can't be playing him in that same midfield because it's too attacking and too unbalanced. So Pogba, because his, his, his head's clearly imaged anyway. Just get rid of it. And if you, I don't, I'd probably be able to do the same, but if you can sell the hay, I would actually think about doing that and give Dean Enders in the shop. The, the, I'd take the gamble. Uh, once the only ones they've got, solid defence in. Once they get solid defence in, Dean Enderson in goal. I, don't, I think we will be fine. I don't think we have time to cover any more teams. I reckon, can we just yeah. go over it quickly? Because we've got we've got Arsenal fans, we've got City fans, and we've got Spurs fans who watch the podcast. Yeah. I feel bad on them. Um, City, right? We mentioned them briefly. 
Leicester as well, Croft. Leicester. City. We can just we can just we can just fly over this. We mentioned City yeah. injury problems, um, defense problems as well. I think they'll have. But Cancelo's starting to play well. I think. I don't. Th- I think I still stand by that Liverpool are going to win the league. I think Klopp has enough, just all around to pull it off. But City starting to come. Starting to. I don't know. I, I still think they're not what what they once were. I, I think, however, they've just got money to throw. But we covered City a bit at the start in terms of the injury problem, so we, we can just skim over that. Yeah. Now, they, they play Spurs, don't they? They play Spurs on the weekend. I think Spurs are going to finish third. Ah, Spurs. I think Spurs will finish fourth. Right. They've got depth everywhere, apart from keeper, but they don't really need keeper depth. You've got all. You've got centre backs. Alderweireld, Sanchez, Dyer. You've got left back depth. Julian, Ben Davies, Danny Rose is a good third choice left back. All things considered, Doherty, Aurier, those who are fighting for that position. Midfield is stacked. You've got Lacelso. You've got Deli Ali. You've got Lamella and Dombele, Holzberg, Winks. Um, who else have you got? Sissoko. Yeah. Up front, you've got Son, Kane, Bale, and then you've got Mora, Vinicius for depth. It's stunning, absolutely stunning. Bergwin, how can I forget Bergwin? Attacking depth. They have got such an all round team. Such a, such a, a well rounded all round team. You know, team. Uh, you know, to be fair to Spurs, that front three is dangerous. Son, Kane, Bergwijn, Bale, uh, you know, Bergwijn. Them to and, and Lucas Moura, that is just disgusting. That front three. I mean, that is a title winning front three. You could. Mm, I would, yeah, I'd say, right, if it wasn't for, well, obviously, if it wasn't for Liverpool and City, I think they are now because of the depth they've got. If they can stay consistent with Mourinho, they will be a solid third place team consistently. If if they can make the right steps, and as long as other teams don't overperform, yeah, they've just got depth everywhere. I've, I've just quickly listed them all off off the top of my head. I probably miss someone, um, but that's just me going yeah. boom, 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 rapid fire. Because as I say, we are we are on, on, on time. You know the Reds, North London, Arsenal. Arsenal. Listen, I've got now. Go on, Thomas Partey. What a signing! What a signing! Needed someone in that midfield. That's where they look the weakest, I think. Um, Xhaka, Sabayos, Alneri, decent but not amazing. Ozil's not even in the squad. They needed someone like they needed a, a, a better level midfielder, Party. and they've got him. Feel, I know, think it's an amazing signing because he brings creativity, which Arsenal needed. Uh, yeah, can create more chances now. Yeah, the, the defensive side of his game. Well, I feel as though we can't we can't understate that. He's just, he's just so good and so well rounded. Um, he's in the prime of his career. I, Arsenal, I know the defense is probably still the weak spot, but they've still got the the come better at that now. Kieran Tierney, young, unreal talent. Gabriel, he's only young yet. He's been excellent over the last few games. Rob Holden starting to come to his own. Bellamy, we know the. In in a five to back system, we know that Bellerin 
eating hard, he goes forward, he doesn't have much defensive duty, he can he can really fly. Um Maitland Niles he, he's um he's the backup option really for um Bellerine. He can yeah, you've got when Thierry's not playing left back, you've got um Saka who can do it, Saka can also play on the wing, either wing really. They have just got talent all around. Even even in attack, they've got so much depth. Bam Young, Lacazette, William, Pepe, Saka can play there. David Luiz, when Arsenal is crap in a back four, but when David um, David Luiz is playing in a back five in the centre of a back five, he's actually good. I know people banter him, but that's off based off his performances in in a back four. Whereas he's playing in uh, you know in a back five, then he's great. Martinelli is is another good um, young young attacking player. Mustafi, um, Eagles all right in a back five again. So the, they're an all right team. I'd say they'll just miss out on top on top four. They'll get. I think they'll miss out on top four. They'll finish six. Six. I think. Yeah, I think. I think. Um, it'll be Liverpool, City, Spurs, Chelsea who will get the top four spots, with um, Arsenal United behind Everton in seventh. That's what I think, but we've got one more team, one more team, before we are done with all this, and we've been on massively over time. Okay, we've been gone for four months. Let's give them some extra content. One more team, no, Leicester. I mean, they are the right. they are the biggest. The bottle job is going. Only a bottle. Well, that's just that's just Brendan Rodgers. As much as I love the man for what he done for Liverpool. That that 2013-14 season was very exciting, yeah, heart crushing. But um, there's one man that I just like to um, talk about. <laughs> the plays, you know, plays for Leicester. He's an um, excellent player, Yuri Tielmans. Excellent, excellent oh. goal against England. Fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. Da, 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 da. Yuri Tielmans. That goal music. That goal music. That that. It's giving me PTSD flashbacks. There's a star man. He plays in blue and white. His name is Yuri Tielmans. He's, he's oh. That's the Leicester song for him. That's the Leicester song for him. Boom. The goal. Do you know that goal music? That Belgian music. Oh, I absolutely hate it now. Yeah. What does it sound like? This. He's the no. star man. He plays in blue and white. His name is Yuri Tielmans. He's fucking dynamite. No. Yeah. What it sounds like, yeah. But uh, nah, they've got a solid field. I know, I know. Indeed, he's injured. I believe that the um, Amate is injured as well, and he he's um he can play that position. I think the that Mendy lad will be filling in like he has been. They'll have Tillmans, Madison in midfield. Madison to be starting for England, in my opinion. I think he's best in Grealish. I think he, he is a fantastic player. He's got youth on his side. He's another one of them that need to... If he can sort out the defensive side of his game, which he probably won't because he's, he, he's an attacking midfielder who plays left wing, very similar to Grealish in that sense, then I think Madison can... Um, he can be, be a very good all-round midfielder, oh, but I feel as though his strength suits attacking more. And it's like Joey Tielemans, what you ask. Jimmy Vardy, it's Vardy, yeah. isn't it? I, I love watching him play. The way he 
behind. Honestly, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm yeah. scared of him on 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 Sunday. He is. He might get the kick about with his mate. He is. Honestly, I'm. I'm he's just one of them players yeah. that you can't help but be happy for that he's made it. Every like, time, every time he gets the ball, you just know something's gonna happen. You just. Yeah, well, I bet teams, I bet teams go into games and say, you know what, you know what, we've got this game, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get all three points, yeah. Then Jamie Vardy just pops up. What? You know what worries me? As well, Ricardo Pereira, as I mentioned earlier, looks like he could be back. He looks like he'd be coming back for Leicester. Um, yeah, for the first time in eight months, if he plays well, he is one of the best right backs going. He just is, isn't he? I know Castagne has been good for them, but. If Pereira's match fit, then there's no way he doesn't start. And Pereira can do everything. He can go forward. He can defend. If he's on top of his game, he can have money in his back pocket. So I, I hope he isn't playing, to be honest, um, from a Liverpool fan point of view. So Yonchu's injured um, for them at the moment, but he, he's he's good. I know he fell off a bit at the end of um, last season with, you know, handing Dominic fucking Solanke goals. Johnny Evans as well fell off. He's one of them players I wish... I'd, um, didn't play for the North and played for for us. Um, yeah, they've got just got talents all around, um, all around yeah. Leicester. They just they just have. So, but anyway, is there any teams that we have? I'm not too sure. I believe, I believe, I hope. Just in case, yeah, we've covered every team. We've covered every team there, and it took us way, way, way longer than we expected. You know, but. That's so, done. So, everyone, I hope you uh, enjoyed the podcast today. Uh, you know, turn yeah. Uh, you know, if you haven't already, uh, follow us on uh, Let's Talk Football uh, on Instagram. You know, absolutely. So you can see absolutely. Harley's face. You can't see my face. You know. Yeah, as well. I know there's a lot of people that will watch, um, watch, listen to podcasts, but what they won't be is all of them don't follow the page. I feel as though this podcast gets more attention than the page and I feel as though there's extra content on the page maybe you prefer listening to podcasts than you do listening to tactical analysis predictions but there's other content on there that's a bit different from what we do here have you even thought about possibly um, helping to, to run our own our own YouTube channel um, where, where we do even other content where we can just throw stuff out yeah. occasionally when we feel like it I'm not sure. I'd, I'd have to see what people think on that, um, or if people would be interested in it. But I, th- I think some people might be, but yeah, go and follow the Instagram page. Let's talk football underscore official. So um, yeah. get, get on that. Yeah, oh, go on, go on. If you're on Spotify, then don't worry. You can't, you can't go off your app. You know, it'll still play. Don't know if you're not, if you're not anchor, it might not do the same. Let's talk football yeah. underscore official. Go and follow it now. Yeah, because we're basically the end of the podcast now. So go and follow that now, yeah. Let's talk yeah. football underscore official Instagram. Yeah. You know so, the score. So everyone, that's going to be the podcast for today. Uh, you know, season two, it's here. Uh, you know, after after a very short wait, you know. You know Only four months, like. <laughs> I think I said uh, there'll be a four-week break. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's more than four Basically, that weeks. four-week break, yeah, turned into four months. You know, we're very inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> we need to be more consistent. Um, if we if we can, I'd, I'd like to get things done at least 
I'd like to be bringing on stuff at least every um, two weeks. Weekly would be ideal, but every every few weeks definitely need to be doing something. I would love absolutely to be on air next week, but I can't promise that. Hey everyone, uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Uh, now me and Harley, uh, we're out. Uh, you know. In a bit, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the support. Right. Appreciate it. it means right, the world. Everyone, so stay safe, and we'll see you. We'll see you.